Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, September 7th. Speak from a center of inner silence. Mere chatter is anesthetizing, anesthetizing, anesthetizing. Mere chatter is anesthetizing. A man in Calcutta once asked a younger man, My boy, are you married? The boy answered, What do you mean am I married? I'm married to your own daughter. And then the man said, oh, oh, I know that. I just wanted to talk and couldn't think of anything else to say. Wouldn't the older man have done better to remain silent? When you speak from the heart of silence, everything you say will have meaning. <laughs> I actually think that's a true story. I don't think that's a joke. But maybe it was a joke, but I think it was a true story. Just people wanting to just keep noise going keep themselves distracted, keep themselves from having to just be with their own thoughts. You know, our society today is so extremely noisy. I was putting gasoline in my car, and I all of a sudden, you know, there was someone talking to me, even though there was no one around. And it was just, it was, it was a little disconcerting. I didn't really think, you know, that I was being invaded by aliens or had entered into one of those strange movies where, you know, something else is happening, even though you think it's normal life. I actually just finally noticed that there was a video screen. I mean, again, I, I don't mean to be a curmudgeonly old woman, and I have to be careful not to be a curmudgeonly old woman. So let's pretend I'm a Martian. I'm just from another planet, and so I've landed on this planet, and I'm just observing because I am a Martian to a very large extent because I've lived outside of mainstream society all my life. But there was a, a computer screen there, and it was telling me things. It was telling me news and various other things. And, you know, primarily it was trying to sell me various things I didn't need or want, but it was giving me also this news. But the thought I had was, let's see, how long does it take to fill my gas tank? And let's say I wash the windows. So maybe I'm here for three minutes or four minutes. I mean, one, one side of it is, let's never miss an opportunity when we can market something. But the other side of it was, People are just never alone with their thoughts. Just never. It's like always something is going on. And the, the gradual uh, diminution of the quality of life and the gradual diminution of inner strength and the ability to really stand in our own reality, it, it's just it's being eroded so systematically and so continuously if we don't ourselves put a halt to it. Um, and this is, this is one thing that we're talking about. In the, in the Los Angeles airport, when I arrived there for some trip, I walked out to the middle island, uh, the sidewalk, which was a covered, there was a cover over it, but it was just the sidewalk where you waited to be picked up by various vehicles. And there was this, this sort of noise. I thought there were a lot of people shouting about something. And I realized that there was a loudspeaker right over my head and there was some species of what people would call music coming through that, which wasn't quite as bad as what I heard 
at a swimming pool when I was on holiday once, which sounded like a public execution was happening down by the swimming pool. <laughs> but it was really close to it. It was like a gang fight or something was happening. And there I was. I mean, like I just had to stand five minutes waiting for a vehicle. But God forbid I should be alone with my thoughts for even that long a period of time. So we need to be very conscious ourselves about how much noise we're feeling, filling our lives with. I mean, Swami's here talking about the noise that we ourselves generate just because when nothing else is happening, we start talking. But it's also the noise that we generate of other things happening. You know, I've seen, as everybody sees, these various little Facebook videos where you have some adorable child doing something. And I, I've been struck how many times the adorable child, whatever he's doing it, is doing it to the background of a television going somewhere. Just, you know, the sort of noise of a television. And you have all these other people talking and doing things and uh, admiring the adorable child. And then somewhere there's a television playing. How can anybody think? How can we ever, Swami says, from the heart of silence? Because silence is our true nature, where all of this cacophony just gradually resolves. That's why it's so wonderful to take people out into nature, if you can, without devices. To just go into a place where it's actually quiet. Especially it's really important to take children out into actual quiet. Sometimes we, we've taken our school children on different field trips. And some of their favorite field trips are just to a place that's quiet. Where, where we don't have cell reception or we don't allow them to have their cell phones with them. And they'll often just talk about it. Just the entire experience of it just being quiet. Really. So we have to make sure ourselves that when we're talking, we're not just making noise. That we aren't just that the mind is too restless to be with itself and it just has to keep something going. Is what I am saying really worth saying? And I don't mean you have to you know, be dictating a, a Shakespeare-like sonnet in order for it to be worth saying. And I have learned in my life that a certain amount of sharing of trivialities is, is also just a way of, of sharing energy. I, I remember how pleased I was with myself, and I have to say I was pleased, that I actually enjoyed a conversation in which a person described to me the pattern of the wallpaper in the bathroom of the hotel they had spent the night in on a trip through a certain city in Florida. <laughs> because I have been a bit of a conversational snob is the only word I could use. But I realized it was meaningful to the person who was telling me because it had been beautiful to them and they had noticed it and they wanted me to know. So it didn't have profound meaning, meaning, but it actually wasn't chatter either. It was just a way of saying, I love you, I had an experience, let me tell you about my life. Because it was thoughtful, the person who was offering it to me. It wasn't meaningful in itself, but it was a thoughtful expression. But chatter is people who just can't stop talking, and you definitely, most definitely, don't want to be that person. You want to be standing in yourself, and also because when you, when you talk to people, you want to be really giving them of yourself. You don't want to just be sharing what's on the top of your mind. Um, <clears throat> That, that this whole story, when you speak from the heart of silence, Swami says, everything you say will have meaning. 
And you know, interestingly, when I really think about it, because that conversation with that woman about the wallpaper, actually it was, it, it did have meaning. And that's one of the reasons I remembered it. It had meaning because it had meaning to her. It was important to her to be able to share something that I hadn't experienced and I, as a friend of hers, she wanted me to know. So it isn't, as I say, it isn't always just about being important. Sometimes what we're sharing from the heart of silence is just ourselves. You know, women like to talk to each other. They like to articulate. It's a female quality, let me put it that way. Some men have it, a great deal of it. Some women have very little of it. Where my experience becomes more meaningful when I can share it with you. But if that impulse is really that my experience will become more meaningful when I can share it with you, and that I'm actually thinking, as we were talking in an earlier one of these um, suggestions from Swamiji, was he said, think about communicating and don't be absent-minded in it. And communicating, as I was saying when I was commenting on that also, communication is different than talking. And sometimes it's, it's really interesting when you talk to people. Sometimes instead of looking at you, they'll sort of begin to stare off to the side or up to the sky. And I, I, you can watch them become enamored of their own thoughts. And this can be a person who's, who's consciously talking, but they're not necessarily consciously communicating because what they have become enamored with is their own ideas. And in the role that I have, where, where, where talking is my profession. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing to try to keep the balance, and I'm not talking about just personal relations, although that happens too, but all the time. I, was at, I, uh, I often swim at the YMCA, and one of the reasons I like about the YMCA is that there's a lot of families there, the one that I go to. And this woman came in with a little girl, and the girl was about six, maybe. The girl was constantly talking to her mother the whole time they were in there while she was changing her clothes, you know, while her blouse was going over her head to put on her bathing suit. She was constantly talking. I was close enough to hear her. She wasn't chattering. She had a lot of thoughts. She was just thinking about everything that had happened and she was explaining it all to her mother. She went into the water. The only time she stopped talking is when she was actually underwater. (laughs) When she was underwater, she couldn't talk. But as soon as she came up, she had something to say about being underwater. And the mother, who apparently loved her child, but you could see it was a little tiresome, uh, later on when they were back in the dressing room and the child was under the shower and was having a little trouble talking, being under the shower at the same time, I sort of put my arm commiserated around the lady and said, look, I'm just like her, and it's worked out okay for me. I've made a career out of it. It can be done. <laughs> but the 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 point is, especially when you're when you're talking about something even that's of interest to you, where where your own ideas interest you. You know, to be communicating your ideas to to someone and not just to yourself. And and I see it's a temptation where I'll begin to talk about some interesting idea and I'll become fascinated with my own idea. And it's almost like, I'll do exactly what I'm doing if, you, if you're looking at this on video. I sort of look up and I, I feel, the, if I can describe it, I feel the words come out of my mouth, they hover briefly in front of my eyes, then I suck them back into my brain, then I process them again, and then new thoughts come out of my mouth, hover in front of my eyes, then I suck them back into my brain. 
And the, the definition of that whole experience is that it all happens within inches of my own face, that there's nobody else involved in it. And that that's what happens, and I'm talking about, that's a very, in a certain sense, a very high level of that. But when you're just chattering, you're just throwing the ideas out. They're just coming. They're not, they're not connecting to anybody. So what we really need to do is to make our words meaningful and make sure that we are in connection with just more than our own flow of energy. That, that, that there's somebody on the other side of this and the concern of my heart is not just to say these words, but the concern of my heart is that we are connected with each other, that something is actually happening. Because only a little bit of communication is actually the words. Most of communication is the exchange of vibration. I grew, I grew accustomed to listening to Swami Kriyananda speak in a very different way than I did when I started. He, he also changed his way of presenting the teachings, but I changed my way of receiving them also. And I would try to, to concentrate word by word on what he was saying. And I would try to concentrate above all on receiving the vibration of consciousness that his words uh, represented. And I gradually became aware, sometimes quite dramatically, that the, f- the first thing Swami was giving to us when he would speak in a public lecture, the first thing he was giving us was a vibration of consciousness. And it was sort of like, once that vibration of consciousness had been launched, he would find a word to pin on it. And so the word came afterwards, but the real, the real delivery was a vibration of consciousness, and then there would be a word that would help us tune into that vibration of consciousness. Being on the receiving end of that way of communicating, and Swami would often, has often said to those of us who, whose role in life has been to share the teachings verbally or in writing, he said, you know, give people your vibrations. And at first I thought, well, you know, what vibrations do I have particularly to give them? I mean, it made it, I took it too personally. But what I, what I realized what he meant was, you know, first, from the heart of silence, project who you are. And then when you put a word on it, there'll be the power of all that behind it. And that's what we're looking for in all our communication, all of our communication. So Swami says, Speak from a center of inner silence. Mere chatter is anesthetizing. A man in Calcutta once asked a younger man, My boy, are you married? What do you mean am I married? The boy answered, I'm married to your own daughter. Then the father said, Oh, I know, I know. I just wanted to talk and couldn't think of anything else to say. Wouldn't the older man have done better to remain silent? When you speak from the heart of silence, everything you say will have meaning. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.